1: It's our weekly dance in the devil's playpen, otherwise known as our weekly news roundup. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. Hello. And yep, today we're kind of taking a look at what we consider the big stories of the week and before we dive into these topics honey is there anything you would like to say
2: i just i think i need some prayers for uh in the spring i have uh, co-op starting back up and just pray we have enough teachers to fill all the classes that we'd like to have and that i could come up with some fun ideas i'm going to be ste- uh, teaching the steam class which kobe will probably really taking over or he'll be giving me ideas know, <laughs> because he likes to make his rube goldbergs and stuff like that yeah. so i know it'll be fun yeah just prayers for that i just feel like i am in over my head jumping in you know into a teaching position with the co-op but
1: it's funny because you even called it STEAM instead of STEM.
2: <laughs> I thought it was STEAM.
1: It's STEM? Nuh uh. It is STEM. I
2: swear somebody said it A. I was like, what's the A acronym?
1: Oh, unless they added an A.
2: What's STEAM?
1: Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, I believe. What it stands for. Okay. But that's fine. Well,
2: obviously, I'm in over my head.
1: <laughs> It'll go fine. <laughs> Just build some Rube Goldberg's and the kids will like it. No, yeah. it'll be fun. Um, yeah. And then lift up our. We got some friends that are, uh, they're Christian ish. You know, ish. Well, you know, they they're probably like a lot of Christians, right? They've been in church. They've been out of church. It's you know, it's not the most important thing to them, obviously, or else they'd be in it. But um, they're wanting to start going back, so. You know, just pray that they would be nudged and urged um, to actually get back into a good church and get reacquainted with the Lord in a real way. Uh, That would be Mm -hmm. a blessing to them, and it would make us very happy as well. So um, that's about it. If you're on the podcast, please uh, subscribe. Consider leaving us a five-star review. We would certainly appreciate that. And if you're on YouTube or Rumble, um, consider subscribing, liking, sharing, all the things. Um, Jump on social media, Discord, and come interact with us because we would like to interact with you. Um, But anyways, back to the news. Uh, This was a pretty active week, I feel like, as far as the news was concerned. The last couple weeks have been, I guess, pretty slow, it felt like. And uh we're gonna be touching, you know, on a f- quite a few stories. Um, all the ones that we kind of thought were important. Um, but the ones that, you know, are really important to us. So there's big stories this week, but they weren't super important to us. Um, so we'll touch on those first. But the ones that were important to us we'll get to at the end here. And then we finally, after what f- seems like forever, have good news <laughs> to end this uh Mm -hmm. News roundup on which I don't remember the last time we had good news to share with people, so that in (laughs) and of itself is good news. Um, but first up here, and this is kind of it may even be a little older than a week now, but we didn't touch on it last week, and I think it's still worth talking about. Um, so if you want to read this first headline, honey, and then just go through the first couple paragraphs,
2: yes, it's from. New York Post uh, says the real collusion was the creation of Russiagate out of absolutely nothing. Says they made it all up. If you haven't been paying attention to all the ins and outs of Russiagate and the so-called collusion scandal, it's all you need to know about Thursday's arrest of Russian analyst Igor
1: Danchenko. Danshenko.
2: The Hillary Clinton campaign hired a bunch of shady operatives to put together a collection of lies and innuendo about Donald Trump and shop it to the FBI. It was the ultimate political dirty trick, one that was aided and abetted by the media long after Trump took office. Igor Danchenko, the guy who supposedly gathered all the spurious dirt in the infamous steel. Dossier is accused of lying at least five times to investigators. Special counsel Don Durham.
1: John uh, Durham. I
2: said Don Durham.
1: It's John Durham. (laughs) What'd I say? You're saying Don Durham.
2: (laughs) It's been a
1: long day. (laughs) We're recording later in the day than normal. John Durham. John Durham.
2: Righty those lies were to cover up the fact that he really had no sources for his claims, or in some cases the sources were Clinton associates. How's that for a vicious circle? Clinton officials feed their Russian stooge disinformation. It gets laundered through British spy Christopher Steele and the FBI uses it as the basis for wiretapping the future president's team.
1: Yeah. So we got that article from the New York post and like always, every article we'll cover is going to be down in the show notes. You can go check them out. But I pulled a second one from the National Review. And it says, Durham is steadily exposing the real Russia collusion scandal. And going down here, I just want to read And sorry, we're kind of reading heavy here to start the show. But I just want to get these points out here. Um, so this one says, It's one of the biggest scandals in American political history and it barely warrants any media coverage. Donald Mm -hmm. Trump might've desired a closer relationship with Vladimir Putin, but it was Democrats who had aggressively and successfully disseminated Russian disinformation during and after the 2016 election, manipulating a pliant media and law enforcement, plunging the nation into four years of paranoia meant to undermine the trust of the American electoral system. Uh, Special counsel John Durham has now handed down another indictment arresting Igor Danchenko, a grifter, uh, suspected Russian spy, and primary subsource for the Steele dossier. The discredited file that was assembled by opposition research shop Fusion GPS and funded by the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign through its law firm Perkins Coy. And then it says, not only did the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party operators pay for these uncorroborated allegations, they then spread the lies to government agencies and major media organizations. The candidate herself often uh, perpetuated a conspiracy theory that she almost surely knew was bogus. And because it was Trump, everyone ran with it, including law enforcement. So, Um, Just as we get started on this and you were kind of touching on it before we even started the show, but uh, what did you actually know about like this whole Russian collusion scandal? Because you largely stay out of mainstream news media.
2: I just remember hearing about it and not really thinking much about it because I, nobody was really talking about it a lot, I guess. I just remember hearing a little bit, I don't know, that's it. (laughs)
1: because you're smart and you don't run in these god-awful satanic political circles um i try to keep abreast of what's going on in the news media to my own demise most of the time because all it does is make you angry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you guys are familiar obviously right that was one of the main things that saddled donald trump's presidency was kind of this russian collusion thing right they talked about how, you know, Donald Trump was colluding with Russia to basically win the election and all this stuff. And um, that's where they came up with this Steele dossier, which was like all these, you know, all this information basically pointing out that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia. And this news story kind of popped up and then was kind of swept under the table like is most, you know, it often happens with the godless mainstream media.
2: Other things just happen. Yeah, they just take the front. I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, a pandemic hits the entire world right when Jeffrey Epstein gets rolled up and Mm -hmm. murdered. Mm -hmm. But anywho, um, yeah, so I just thought it was important. And again, this is sort of an old story, and I don't really know who was left in the world who still thought Donald Trump colluded with Russia. I'm sure there's still people that did. Um, But I thought the reason why this story was important is just to remind you guys because we say it all the time our especially left-wing politicians to Hillary Clinton's of the world and our mainstream media for the most part they're awful people they're godless anti-christ people to the point where like You know, like they said in this uh, story, Hillary Clinton most certainly knew all of this stuff was a lie. I mean, she paid for it to happen and then would still go on news media and pretend, keep up the ploy, spread Mm -hmm. the lies. And this really hurt our nation. I mean, it really divided the nation to think that we had a president who was colluding with one of our main adversaries in the world. I mean, that drove a lot of division between, you know, neighbors, family members, And it was all simply for power, Mm -hmm. simply to win an election. Um, So it's important to know that because don't expect this treatment to stop. Like the sad thing is, and the unfortunate thing is, it worked. You know, they obviously didn't win in 2016, but all, you know, it was four years of endless lying. They impeached, or they tried to impeach Donald Trump twice on fake drummed up charges. Tore the nation apart, burnt cities to the ground, all to win elections, Mm -hmm. and they won. Mm -hmm. And why that's awful is all it did was tell them, hey, this works. If you do it, if you light the whole country on fire, it works. So why would they stop? (laughs) Like, why would they stop now? Because they know that they have a winning playbook. And that's what's sad about it. Um, And I pulled. Ooh, let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. Because um, I, I put a little uh, Facebook post out this morning that I thought just fit so perfectly with you know the times that we're in and the politicians and stuff that we have in Washington. And I think it's always important to remember just how wicked and awful they are. Um yeah, it says uh yeah, Psalms five verses uh nine through ten, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says not a word from their mouth can be trusted, their heart is filled with malice, their throat is an open grave, with their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. And that is Washington, by and large. <laughs> and <coughs> excuse me, uh, it just—it's important to remember because they're—if they're talking, they're lying, and you got to know that because they're actors. Um, these politicians, they don't believe what they say. They know what they're telling you are lies and you have to know that. And this is just another example, a huge example. So it's going to get swept under the rug, but just remind yourself. So the next time they tell you these things, um, which is one of our main reasons for, you know, the pandemic and stuff like, I don't believe godless people when they're talking to me. I just don't. You know, when they're talking, I'm assuming they're lying. So this was a huge story. It got swept under the rug. But just remind yourself, these people are um, satanic. They're liars. And um, you shouldn't believe them or put your trust and faith in any of them. (laughs) Anywho, the biggest story of the week, as far as I'm concerned, is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, um, who it's currently underway I believe and um if you're unfamiliar
2: I wasn't that familiar with it but just reading about it today and then asking you questions you kind of filled me in
1: yeah i mean it was a big story um you know back in the summer of 2020ish kind of going on and it kind of lost a little bit of its steam but now that he's actually going through the trial so if you're unfamiliar Kyle Rittenhouse, and we got this from The Sun. Um, It says, Kenosha was in the midst of several nights of protest after a white police officer shot Jacob Blake, who was black. They got to throw that in, right, to get Mm -hmm. your uh, racism bone um, all fired up. Um, The shooting, yeah, whatever. Uh, Rittenhouse, 17 at the time, was seen walking the streets of Wisconsin with an AR-15 weapon in the midst of the protests. He opened fire on protesters Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and Gage Gr- Grosskrauts. I don't know. Um, Rosenbaum and Huber were killed. Grosskrauts was wounded but survived. And Rittenhouse ar- argued that he fired in self-defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so-, so
2: I asked, like, why is he carrying the was it AR-15? Why, why did he even have that with him in the protest?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's a bit confusing, I guess. I mean, he, his dad, I believe, lived in Kenosha. And he says I think he was going there to sort of like provide medical care for the people that were wounded. Because if you remember, these weren't just peaceful protests, right? They were burning cities to the ground in the summer of 2020. And Kenosha felt that wrath as hard as any city. Um, So he was going there. He says he was, you know, to do good work. Um, he got attacked is what he says and f- basically fired in self-defense, killed two of the people and wounded one. Um, mm-hmm. and then the reason, you know, for us bringing this story up, because it's not that important to me, um, you know, as far as being terribly concerned, like we already know, right. That the right side if you're you know, politically right, they think he's innocent. The political left, they think he's guilty. If he's found guilty, the political right's going to be upset. If he's found not guilty, the political left is going to burn cities to the ground. Um, So what we're more concerned with is just the reaction to Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, And we have two stories to kind of go through here. Both of them are from The Blaze. And if you want to just read through this first one, honey...
2: Yeah, it says uh, "innocent and innocent until proven guilty." Tweet on uh, Representative Hakeem
1: Hakeem Jeffries, maybe
2: Jeffries uh, account, campaign account declares lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. Uh, a tweet posted Wednesday on the campaign on the campaign Twitter account. Uh, Representative Hakeem Jeffries uh, calls for Kyle Rittenhouse to be locked up. So he says, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. The tweet declares apparently passing judgment before the conclusion of the widely watched trial.
1: Yep, that was the first one. And then the second one, again, comes from The Blaze. And this one says, Joy Behar mocks Rittenhouse's sobbing testimony, saying, one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen.
2: I know, So I didn't finish that one.
1: what really jumped out to me here, again, not too concerned with Kyle Rittenhouse, but what I'm concerned with from a Christian perspective is where's the compassion? Uh, you know, you're talking about congressmen talking about lock this kid up and throw away the key before you even I mean, that's literally judging somebody, you know, guilty before the trial's even done. And then you have, you know, Joy Behar, right, who's probably 112 years old by now um but where's her compassion you know and the thing is is like whether you think what kyle rittenhouse did was right or wrong you're talking about he was a 17 year old kid he's 18 years old now um like whatever the circumstances are we should have compassion on this especially as christians we've got to mm-hmm. be praying for kyle for his family we got to be praying for the people that were hurt you know the ones that were killed or hurt and their families Yeah. Um But, like, I just feel like this is wicked treatment to just basically wish the worst to a 17-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it makes me upset. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't know what you expect from Satan's children, um, who I would assume especially the Joy Behar's of the world are. Uh, But, like, for us as believers, we've got to be the hands and feet of Christ um, to all of those that are involved. Even if you think the the kid was wrong, you know, you think Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, he's still a child. I mean, I'm sure he's eighteen, yeah. whatever. He's a kid, um, so it's just an awful.
2: I just don't know because how do you know it wasn't self defense? Like, why would you not consider that and have no compassion? Like, well, why do you're... they refuse to consider that?
1: Because politics mean more than faith and religion um, to the political left. And again, I'm not terribly connected to the trial or plugged in, but from everything I've heard, it sounds like he's pretty much not guilty um, of like, I mean, basically they're from what it sounds like is he acted in self-defense.
2: But he was there at the protest to be part of the protest. Or did he get like, caught up?
1: No, he was there. I mean, what he says was to be a helping hand. And really, again, this isn't even, a, for me, a big deal for Kyle Rittenhouse. To me, if you can remember back to the summer of 2020, this to me is more of an indictment on the Joy Behar's of the world, the Hakeem Jeffries, the political class. I mean, remember the gasoline that they were throwing on these political protests. None of these people were standing up and calling for cooler heads to prevail. All of them were just dumping gasoline on it. And here's a kid whose city's burning to the ground. I mean, he was from Kenosha. His dad lived there, right? It's a city he grew up in, and he's watching these people burn it to the ground. And there's no men standing up. There's no leadership standing up to calm people down. Like, what a sad state of this country where a 17-year-old has to go, I guess I have to go on the streets. I'm the one who has to help and stop this. Because there's no men left in Washington, there's no men in Wisconsin willing to stand up and stop this. It comes down to a 17 year old kid, and then when he actually tries to stop it, what do they do? They dump gasoline on him too, because um, they're just wicked people. Um, so it's shameful. We got to be praying for Kyle. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but uh, he's a still, you know, a person with a soul, and. Uh, He should be in our prayer. He's a kid, you know, and if he's found guilty, not guilty, like the rest of his life, um, I mean, it could either be spent in prison or this is going to be something he's saddled with uh, for the rest of his life. So it's awful. And we need to be praying for all the people involved. And Mm. um, again, just much like the Russian collusion story, just be reminded of what sort of wicked people these are. Joy Behar is not an intellectual leader in this country. She's a wicked woman. Um, Hakeem Jeffrey, shame on him. As a congressman, he should know better. Um, but, you know, he's a activist in a congressman's suit. And shame on him, too. Um, it's wicked. So uh, let that be a lesson to us not to be, you know, quite so harsh as to judge these children um, and not actually, you know, point the finger where it should be on the adults that weren't involved. Right. Um, yeah. So, but speaking of Satan's children, um, there was a big concert over the last week, apparently. Um, and this one we got from Yahoo. If you want to just, or I'll read this one, um, just because I wanted to pull one paragraph from it that I thought was interesting. Uh, this one says, uh, TikTok and QAnon Panic Over Satanism Conspiracies at Deadly Travis Scott Concert. So I'm sure you've heard of this. Travis Scott had some big concert at this place called Astro Astroworld. Um, and I think eight people died. And there's been a lot of talk that it was a really satanic environment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way just the whole concert went, the way that it looked. Um, I'm gonna be putting a video where up they, on our discord. There was like a ten minute video that somebody shared. We'll put it on our discord if you want to check it out where just kind of them talking about this satanic environment that the people were walking in because obviously Yahoo News it's a left wing organization I mean, I don't
2: know who he is, like I don't know why they're surprised of the environment, like what
1: kind well, of
2: music is it?
1: I mean, it's hip hop <laughs> music, which is already pretty staunchly satanic that's
2: what i'm like why are they surprised but i think about the this has gone
1: even more so like
2: obvious
1: sounds obvious now again yahoo news left-wing organization they're going to clown on anybody that talks about you know spiritual matters or anything like that because they're a godless left-wing organization
2: well that's what a lot of the comments are i always learn a lot just from reading the comments and you know just describing how it looked hellish in the, the picture with the eight pillars of fire i don't know if it's in this one
1: no it'll be in that comments? 10 minute video i post on discord oh
2: because this girl was like oh eight people died and there were eight pillars of fire there coincidence
1: well and it wasn't just that there were stories and it's not i don't think it's in this article but i heard plenty of stories where um, people were saying that there were people in the crowd walk around and like stabbing people with needles like poking them in the necks and stuff with needles and they don't know what was in the needles oh wow i just saw another post i think where like nine people basically died on the same day after this concert from heart attacks so there's a lot of conspiracy things going on with this but don't let that word conspiracy throw you it doesn't mean it's wrong right but one of the sentences or one of the paragraphs that jumped out to me in this is down here it says Footage of Scott's performance has been used to support a far-right movement that is already deeply embroiled in satanic panic conspiracy theories like QAnon, which falsely accuses Donald Trump's foes of participating in satanic pedophilia and cannibalism ring or cannibalism rings. And I thought,
2: Why was that necessary? to even put that in the article?
1: Well, I thought it was uh, very ironic for them to write that because in a uh, another article that I just saw come out this week, it says, uh, here, just as a side note, a queer non-binary trans professor claims it's okay for adults to be sexually attracted to minors, you know, as long as they don't act on those attractions. Uh, so maybe this, uh, satanic pedophilia isn't quite so off base as Yahoo News would like to, uh, have you, or lead you to believe.
2: Are you just reading that title? Are you going to go into that whole thing? I'm
1: not going to go into it. Oh my
2: it. goodness. I um, was like, what are we reading all
1: But in another article that I pulled here, um, and again, you can go check these out for yourself. You know, Travis Scott, Satanic Festival, blood sacrifice, conspiracy theory spreads after tragedy. Well, I
2: wonder why he kept going after obviously he could see that people needed help.
1: And again, there's been some conflicting reports on that, you know, that some videos kind of show that he was calling for people to help. He was stopping, but then he would continue his performance. So it was a lot going on there. Go jump on our discord and check that video out and see for yourself. But again, something that stuck out to me with this story is we told you this would happen months ago. Um, when we did our little Nas X video, when he came out with the Satan shoes, um, we kind of told you guys that, you know, this Satanism thing has kind of been around for a while but it's starting to become much more mainstream and you're going to start seeing it yeah. in your face a lot more. And mm-hmm. seems like here it is with Travis Scott, just kind of going full ham into the Satanism um, aspect of sort of his performance. And obviously we know little Nas X and the satanic, you know, things that he's into. So just again, much like the Russia collusion, much like the Kyle Rittenhouse, I and maybe all the stories. Just remember our news media is full of antichrist, yeah. um, awful people that won't tell you the truth. Um, so you kind of have to dig into it yourself, read these stories for yourself. Don't be dissuaded just by the word conspiracy, because they use that just to slap yeah. it on something to make you feel like, oh, if you believe it, you're a kook, you know, when conspiracy is just kind of something that's unproven until it gets proven or disproven. So Take it with a grain of salt. Definitely look into it, but it's spooky to say the least. And if you're a Christian and your kid is dabbling in this sort of music or really secular music at all, I, mean, I would highly encourage you to, again, we've talked about this before, draw your line, you know, because you may not think, you know, little Nas X, for example, that old town road was a huge song. A lot of kids listen to Little or Old Town Road or whatever it was called. And they listen to it. They like it. They're naturally going to assume Lil Nas X is somebody that is cool, that they yeah. should look up to. And then lo and behold, a few months later, you realize like, oh, this dude's, you know, like super homosexual and into satanic, crazy stuff. Probably not somebody your kids should be listening to in their room thinking is cool. Here yeah. again with Travis Scott, you need to watch what these kids are um, letting into their, their brains and their, you know, their souls through this music. So just something to watch out for. And then the most important story, I think for us this week, and probably the saddest story, um, that I read, if you want to just read this headline, baby.
2: It says Moderna to test COVID-19 vaccine on infants as young as six months old. Yeah, I don't know who's okay with their, who's whose babies? Is it people?
1: No, so what it says, if you go through the story, oh God, this story, I wrote down some pretty harsh words that um, I will avoid reading here, but it says down here, this vaccine trial is, and they got a great propaganda name for it called Kid Cove. Doesn't nah. that sound fun? Oh my um, it's going to be carried out in 79 locations across 13 states, and it'll involve roughly 13,275 kids
2: participants because they are willfully participating.
1: But you literally have signed your kid up for something where Moderna goes, "Hey, we need to test this COVID vaccine," and you're like, "Yeah, do it on my kid."
2: What's the incentive? Are you though, insane? But what are they saying if there's something that goes wrong? I'm sure they have that question. Are they not questioning? Are they just saying, yeah, something goes wrong? Oh, well.
1: I don't know. I feel like you'd have to be, and again, it's a harsh word, and forgive me if it rubs you the wrong way, but you got to be almost brain dead as a parent to be Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Sure, my six-month-old has zero risk of COVID-19. I mean, it's got to be 0.0001% of even catching COVID, let alone being harmed by it and you're like you should test this experimental vaccine on my kid are you insane god have mercy on that child who grows up in that home and god have mercy on that parent Uh, but what stuck out to me and you know moderna yeah i think our minds are already kind of made up on them but in this press release down here uh, this guy, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, Bill Hartman, I think, uh, an investigator in the clinical trial at the University of Wisconsin. He says, um, the kids participating are heroes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they will be able to tell the story how they helped save the world. And I was like, this is absolutely straight. Propaganda. Like Joseph Goebbels would be impressed with how blatant that propaganda is. What
2: is the age range? Six months. Is it just this was just about six month old?
1: Well, they talk about it. So and what's even fascinating in this article is they say, um, the first phase of tests, again, these are tests, has already been completed and it involved kids six years to twelve years old. You remember that? Those Vaccine mandates are just rolling out in places like California for kids age five to 11 to go to school because they just literally completed tests on those kids. They Um,
2: were being tested and didn't know it.
1: We are human guinea pigs. Um, And then it says the second phase, uh, which is going on currently, I guess, is studying kids between ages two and six And then the final test will be with kids six months to Mm. two years old.
2: But they're not volunteering. Like you said, it's a mandate. Well, the child's
1: not volunteering.
2: They're not heroes, right?
1: But they're wonderful, loving parents. They're volunteering. The
2: child's the hero, not the parent, I guess. It's sick. Don't take credit for it, parents.
1: It's sick. (laughs) Um, I don't know any other way to feel about it. To I mean, the, the, the thing is, these vaccines don't work because um, they're not vaccines. If you saw the we don't have it pulled up here. But another story that just came out this week was and I don't remember who did it, but the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. They've both been shown that over the mm-hmm. course of six months, their eff- efficacy drops from like 85 to 90 percent down to 40 to 50 percent in just six months which means, again, they're not vaccines. They're therapeutics in a sense. They're boosters that you're going to have to continually get um, in order for them to even stay effective for what they are, which doesn't prevent you from getting COVID or spreading COVID or anything at else. So it's sick. I don't even, I don't understand it. This story boggles my mind. Um, But again, as we do pray, I mean, what else can we do? you know, know. pray. I mean, don't be silent. This is sort of, you know, kind of like the freedom line in the sand that our generation has to fight. Um, so don't be silent about it and, you know, be okay with ruffling feathers, you know, and telling people when they're wrong, you know, this is something where you may have to find yourself in an uncomfortable situation with friends or family that have young kids and you have to go are you nuts dude you're about to give your kid that vaccine and send them to school they don't know what that vaccine can do like yeah, there's do
2: a- people i mean you are the hero really by warning people not to get it done
1: like there's been stories out i just heard this week where there's been like a rash of young what we would call soccer players or football players over in europe that have all been having like heart attacks and heart issues. And they're like, we don't know what it's from. What happened to
2: the, myocarditis
1: is a huge issue with this vaccine. And
2: remember the warning about all the, they said the young kids are going to have polio like symptoms coming up this fall. Did anything ever come about of that or, or instead of that happening, it's the heart issues instead
1: Yeah, I mean, I could really go down my conspiracy rabbit hole right now. So we're going to move on to the next story um, and not freak you guys all out. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pray and be bold, you know, to stand for what you believe in. Um, But walk in love, too. I mean, if you have friends or family that have done this and, you know, vaccinated these kids that don't need it or whatever, like, you know, you still got to walk in love. Be the hands and feet of Christ, like we said, and pray for them all that sort of stuff, but yeah, be bold to tell them, you know, if you think it's wrong, tell them it's wrong, you know, don't be afraid to ruffle feathers. So, Mm -hmm. um, and before we get to our final good news story of the week, I wanted to just briefly touch on this because I think it goes in line with kind of being bold and telling people what you think. And we touched on Aaron Rodgers last week. If you remember that story, honey, he, uh, got suspended by the NFL because he caught COVID and he had kind of misled them to tell them that he was immunized, mm-hmm. but he wasn't vaccinated. Right. So then of course, as predictable as anything, you know, all of the sports media dumped on him as this liar, awful guy, you know, Terry Bradshaw was kind of the big name who kind of, you know, called Aaron a liar and stuff like that. And, uh, Aaron did go on another podcast, I think, um, this week and basically said, hey, you know what, like, I've said my piece. I'm just a football player. I'm getting back to football. I'm not talking about it anymore. And um, I just thought it was important because, you know, this is something that's going to happen. And it's happened already. you've seen it in some places where people are like, hey, I'm filing for a religious exemption. And they're like, I'm not even a religious person. Like, this is a lie. But this is what they forced your hand into. Mm-hmm. They forced Aaron Rodgers to have to be dishonest. Because if you come out and you're honest, you're blackballed, mm-hmm. right? And you don't, and this is where, like, oh, well, you have the freedom to take the vaccine or not. You don't, like, they're stripping all your freedom away until you capitulate. That's not freedom. They're coercing you. So don't hate on Aaron Rodgers for being dishonest. We're being forced into a place where we have to be dishonest. And mm-hmm. it'd be great if you could stand up, you know, in honesty and, take whatever lumps come your way, but this is the hand that people are being dealt and they're being forced into this sort of, you're either dishonest or you're blackballed. Um, so, you know, don't, don't hate on Aaron Rodgers. Don't hate on those, you know, the friends or whoever you have. That's like, I'm filing for a religious exemption. Cause I have no other outlet. Right. You know, pray for them and um, you know, don't, don't hate on them or chastise them. um, because of they don't you know, have any other option there's literally no other yeah. choice you know it's either get some vaccine that you don't believe in that you're you know uneasy or hesitant about, you know, or lose your job you know like so what other options are you left with? so I just thought that story was interesting, and I've been wanting to make that point for a while that like this is the hand that we're being forced to play is this dishonest hand mm-hmm. for a lot of people because I know a lot of people that um you know they wanted to file a medical exemption for the vaccine and of course the CDC said you should take it so basically all medical exemptions are out the window so the only oh exemption goodness. you have left is a religious exemption right. so Every, lot,
2: that's all we have
1: yeah so a lot of people that maybe aren't religious are like this is all i have you know i can only do this so uh, i just thought that story was interesting and i'm sure you know a lot of people in that same boat so the final story though the good news story of the week. Um, You want to just read this headline, honey?
2: Yep. Uh, It says baby delivered at 21 weeks in one day breaks record for most premature infant to survive.
1: Yeah. Wow. Little Curtis Zy Keith. He was born uh, in Alabama and he was born (sighs) weighing less than a pound. And I think he's, spent 275 days in the hospital before he was allowed to come home. Wow. And he's made it. And we just did a story like this a few months ago where the previous youngest baby, and I think it even says it in here.
2: I know. Um, yeah. I felt like it was like 22 weeks.
1: Yeah. It was like 21 oh. weeks and two days. Two days. <laughs> so he's 21 weeks and one day. But, you know, as we were, you know, happy about then, like this time, we're able to keep these babies alive earlier and earlier and earlier. And, um, you know, as sort of the abortion debate rages on in Texas and it's about to go to the Supreme court. This is mm-hmm. a great, you know, bit of ammunition in our pocket that like medical, you know, advancements have allowed us to the point where, you know, this is, we're going to have another baby that's going to break this record soon. And mm-hmm. that's just awesome news. And, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of wicked people in this world that would tell you that kid, you know, be perfectly fine to abort that kid. And here's Curtis. I'm sure he's happy. He wasn't aborted. Um, mm. Pray for Curtis. Pray for his family. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, he had a twin sister that didn't make it.
1: Yeah, the sister didn't make it. Um, so again, keep that family in your in their or in your prayers. You know, they did lose a child, um, which is heartbreaking, mm. but this is a great story. Um, God is good. And we're going to start seeing these kids younger and younger and younger being able to make it. Um, you know, whereas we've talked about how not all medicine is like a modern miracle from God, you know, when you're talking about giving someone a vaccine, they get myocarditis and die. That's not right. a, mo- a miracle from God, right? Like, but stuff like this, where babies are being able to be kept alive earlier and earlier and earlier, like, that is a blessing of modern medicine to be able to do yeah. something like that. So, um, just yes, wonderful news. Curtis is, uh, awesome. His parents are awesome. The medical staff in Alabama, um, well done.
2: I know just to be the one, just to be one of the nurses helping that kid along the whole time. Like,
1: yeah, less than a power to see
2: them. Our graduate boys were you at- and,
1: three pounds and they seemed like they were, you know, this big. And then here's a baby at one pound. Like,
2: I know. I remember I couldn't even put a preemie diaper on them. They were too tiny for that. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. I couldn't imagine seeing a baby that tiny.
1: Well, do you have any last thoughts as we get ready to wrap this episode up?
2: I don't know. I was overwhelmed reading all the craziness as usual. I don't like reading a lot of articles at once because it overwhelms me with just how wicked the world is and and I always have to pray and just ask God for peace. Like it's just too much to handle. Like I've said that before, like God can handle it all. But when we're we are aware of all the wickedness and all the parts of the world, it's it's such a burden. Just too much for our minds and for our spirit to bear. And talking about it doesn't do anything. It's like I have to bring it all to God in prayer and Even just the one article, just the weird concert one that weirds me out. Just knowing that it Satan's just right there in your face, not hiding. Like, yep, we're worshiping Satan right here. And people at that concert had weird feeling being in there, like they sensed something was wrong before the concert even started. And yeah. I just we need I don't know, everything is just going crazy. Just draw near to God and pray like i don't know what else to do
1: no and that's why we want to bring these stories to you guys because we obviously don't enjoy reading about them and
2: no it's not enjoyable being a
1: part of what we do but i think it's important because we can get caught in our comfort zones and just our day-to-day life and you're in your normal you know group of friends and stuff where you're interacting and things seem normal but you got to be aware that this world is at war worst and you know mm-hmm. at least spiritually that I've mm-hmm. ever seen you know in my 36 years and um I actually just got a chance to give my Bonhoeffer book to a friend of mine at work and we were kind of talking you know about how relatable I think Bonhoeffer was in his day to where we are now I mean obviously he was a you know very intellectual you know theologian and stuff which most of us aren't <laughs> and I'm sure you know, all the people that complain about us on YouTube would probably agree. But, uh, you know, just the idea that he found himself just trying to live sort of a peaceable life, studying the word and being a preacher, but he found himself in this wicked world, you know, Nazi Germany rising, and he just was basically pulled into action. It wasn't something he wanted to do or desired to do, but he just felt this like, man, I can't be silent anymore. I can't, be on the outside anymore. I'm being pulled into this greater sort of spiritual battle. And that's where I find, I feel like we find ourselves in America today. Like you got to be aware you can't just keep your head down and be, you know, you know, stuck in your house or in your little group of friends. You got to be aware that we're at war. Um, It's a spiritual battle. And it seems like we're losing ground in this country. And I think a lot of it is because, you know, People are unwilling to stand up and be Bonhoeffer, and you know, take no, the spiritual battle. Could you imagine
2: battle. how he had? Was it Bonhoeffer? Yeah, no. Who were we reading about? Were they? Um, it was for the Reformation Day. I'm thinking of to be to stand up, and anybody could kill you without.
1: Yeah, Martin meeting. Luther. Martin Luther. No, I mean, uh, so that's the reason we want to bring these stories to you guys, because it's important to know that you're at war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean you got to go dive into these stories and have them ruin your day. But just be aware that the leaders of this country are anti-Christ. The media that gives you these stories are anti-Christ. Um, you know, all the f- these famous people that you look up to and you listen to and all like there is anti-Christ abounds in this country right now. And you need to be aware of it. Um, cause like you said, that's how you bring it to the Lord. And that's how you sort of gird yourself mm-hmm. up with, you know, the, uh, what's the Ephesians, the armor of God and, um, to protect yourself. So that's all we got for you guys. We'll be back on Wednesday, hopefully a, a better, you know, diving into the Bible a little bit. Um, unless Mars Hill comes out with a podcast. Oh, quit saying um, that. Just let it go. <laughs> I did hear another review. I'm sorry we're kind of running long here but this podcast called Cultish I believe and mm-hmm. they did sort of a an entire episode or an entire kind of podcast at this point review of Mars Hill and you know we catch a lot of flack for our reviews on Mars Hill because you know we're judgmental and how dare you and but we were vindicated I think at least in some sense by hearing other people review it and going I don't know, man. Christianity today was kind of, you know, mm. weird. So uh, we'll link that podcast too. You guys can go check it out if you're interested in that. But that is all we got for you guys today. Love you. God bless.